Throughout history, there have been folk tales and stories passed down through the generations, scaring men, women, and children alike. Some taught lessons on the importance of having morals, while others are based more on truth than fiction. This is Prestigious Minds Scaretober Special. Subscribe for free on your podcast player of choice by following the link below. How's it going, Jeremiah? I'm enjoying this uh, nice fall, 54 degrees and rainy weather. This dreary day? Yes, but I'm enjoying it for the most part. And finally, going into fall, one of the best seasons. I know. I can't wait for the, uh, you know, the pumpkins and the... They're already here. Yeah, They're the trees falling. Trees falling. The leaves falling off the trees. Go fell some trees. Let's go fell some trees, man. Let me get my flannel. <laughs> I got plenty. So, are you interested to hear what we're going to talk about today in the Scaretober special? I'm ready to listen to the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, yeah. So once upon a time, in a make-believe land, there once was a proud miller with a beautiful daughter. And every so often, the king of this land would come and hunt and fish near the miller's place. And when he would come and hunt and fish on the miller's place, he would talk to the miller, and he was pretty enamored with the, with the miller's daughter. And, you know, being a kind of boastful man about his beautiful daughter, he was like, you know what? She's so great, she can spin straw into gold. And the king, not only being enamored with the daughter, was like, oh, I really love gold. He whisked her away to his castle, where he locked her in a room, a room full of straw, to weave. He said, if you don't, if you don't weave this straw into gold, I'm going to, uh, well, you don't want to find out. When she was in this room where he locked her in, she's like, what am I going to do? I can't spend drawing to gold. A wee little man comes through the door. He says, hey, I can help you out here. She says, I don't really have much to give. What about my necklace? Will you take my necklace? He's like, sure. A few hours later, she looks and there's a pile of gold. Like, he spun the straw into gold. So the king comes in. He's like, wow, I'm richer. I'm even richer than I was before. You know what sounds better than this pile of gold? More gold. He takes her to another room. She's like, man, I'm finally free, right? No, there's more straw. He says, you know what? Since you did such a good job on the last bit, I got even more for you to do. She's there, locked away, fearing for her life. And she's like, what am I going to do? Well, this little dude somehow breaks down this door. He's like, yo. I can spin this gold, this straw into gold once again. But what are you going to give me? She says, I don't really have, I got a ring. What about this ring? He's like, you know what? I'll do it for this ring. It's not gold, but I'll do it for you. That word goes by. She's like sweating bullets. If they had bullets back then, to sweat. She looks and there's all that straw turned into gold. Later, the king bursts in. He's like, where's my gold? Where the gold at? He sees a pile of gold. And they're both surprised at this point. He's like, man. You are really good at this. I got a deal for you. I'm going to take you to this room. Whether you like it or not, it's got a giant pile of straw. And if you can you spin this straw into gold, 
you can be my queen. She's like, man, I don't want to do this, but I have no choice. But they go to this room. She's sitting there like, how on earth am I going to do this? I ain't got nothing left to give. Well, the old uh, little fella, he pops in the room real quick. Still, I don't know how, but he gets in there. He's like, I'll do this for you. She's like, I have nothing left to give. You took my necklace. You took my ring. It's all I got. How about I take your firstborn child? She says, you know, if I become queen and have this this king's kid, which probably won't happen. Sure, you can have the, you can have the kid. I don't care. It takes him a while. But at daybreak, they got a pile of gold. So the king comes in. He doesn't understand how it happens. But he's like, man, okay, I'll marry you and make you make you queen. And of course, the miller's daughter is like, I don't really want this, but I don't have a choice. Years go by at this point. She's queen. He's king. They got hay bales full of gold for some reason. And she becomes pregnant. Has this beautiful, bouncing baby boy. Guess who shows up? The little man that turned all that straw into gold. See, she shows up and said, hey, it's time to pay up. She's like, no, don't take my kid from me. It's the only thing I love in this world. I don't even like the king that much. All he wants is gold. You know, after hearing her lament, he's like, all right, if you can guess my name in three days, I will let you keep the kid after day one. He comes back and like, have you got it? She's like, no. Is it Jerry? No. Is it Tom? No. Is it Marquise? No. Is it Jerome? No. All right. He leaves for another day. And the miller's daughter, now queen, is thinking to herself, man, what is his name? So she sends out a, a search party throughout all the land trying to find out what is this guy's name? Little short fellow wearing a green and white suit, gold hat. You know, he's not hard to find. They couldn't find anything. Next day he comes. He's like, what's my name? Terry, Hansel, David, Tyrone? No to all. After hours and hours of guessing, she doesn't get it. She's got one day left. What is she going to do? After a long, long time, it's it's the, you know, almost the zero hour on the third day, one of her messengers comes in and says, I, you know, I found out this guy's name. He was singing a, he was singing a song. This messenger comes in and says, I heard this guy singing. It was in a hut in the woods, way out in the back 40. He said, I heard this guy sing, Merrily the feast I make. Today I'll brew, tomorrow I'll bake. Merrily I'll dance and sing, for the day will a stranger bring. Little does my lady dream, Rumpelstiltskin is my name. So elated, the queen was like, man, I got him. I know what his name is. She makes this big feast, brings all the noblemen, some of the people from the town, her dad, her ex-boyfriends, everybody. Rumpelstiltskin comes in, he's thinking, man, this is a big to-do for you having to give her over your kid to me. She's like, do you know my name? She goes, Billy. He goes, no. Alfred. No. Thomas. No. Perhaps could it be Rumpelstiltskin? He said, do what? She said, Rumpelstiltskin. He goes, oh, man. How'd you guess it? Did a witch tell you? Can't man act that witch. He gets so mad, he stomps around the castle, flipping over tables, getting so angry. And finally, he stomps so hard, he, he throws his whole leg into a hole, busts through the, the castle floor. You know what he did? He got so angry, he took his other foot, and he broke himself in half with it. He reached down and stretched himself all the way up, ripped himself right now. And that is the story of the tragic story of Rumpelstiltskin. Jeremiah, what, what on earth could be the moral of the story to this Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin character? I think it means don't boast if, if you don't have the means to back it up. 
Don't brag. Bragging's bad. Also, what's up with... There's so many <laughs> irresponsible people in the story. First, the miller being prideful and boasting to the king gets his daughter in trouble. And then he's like, okay, fine. I guess I have to give my daughter up to the king to go make gold. The king for being a greedy bastard, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure he threatened to kill her. Or if he didn't, he uh, it was assumed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rumble Tiltskin was basically like, cool, I'm going to make some money and everyone's going to be happy and all good. And then he's like, I want your firstborn son. You know, I wonder if he's going to eat him. Like, if it's kind of that, like cannibalism, maybe. I mean, I guess in some instances of the story, he's like a goblin or imp or something. But, or is he just going to raise him, turn him into a, a another imp or something? Maybe. That's so, what one thing I didn't actually put into my rather hilarious narration of that story is he actually, there's a mention of he chuckling about raising this kid. Like, what am I going to do with this kid? Like, he doesn't know. He just wants something for his work because he's like a little imp. That's the whole purpose of the, his character. He's not like an actual human being. He's like a little imp that can do magical things. Yeah. So I guess it's just like a payment thing. He's like, ah, this is a debt owed. And then she agrees. He's like, hell yeah, I don't care about my kid until I do. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if you're her, what are you going to do? What Are you going to? You're going to die anyway, I guess, right? So might as well make some kind of deal and then hope it works out, which I guess in this case, it worked out in a fairly weird, gruesome-ish way. Yeah. You know who didn't actually, who didn't learn a moral of the story was one, the king. Or the miller. They're kind of both dicks, you know? I would say kind of weird there, huh? Yeah, it's um, it's very interesting how that story panned out because the only people who suffered were really the, the queen, and it was only mildly so, and then Rumpelstiltskin who ripped himself in twain. It's a pretty gruesome end to something that probably didn't have to end that way, but hey, I guess uh, effect, right? Yeah, so this was a this is probably a story actually meant for little kids and stuff because it doesn't really it's not very scary at all but who knows you know i don't know what kids in umpteenth century was uh scared of yeah actually going into i guess the origin of this story is it's recorded from the 16th century by a german scholar so this is obviously i think this is popularized primarily by the brothers garam as you talked about in the last episode johan fischar or fischart fischart probably and i don't really know where it comes from outside of it being like a german folktale but what's really interesting is the name rumpelstiltskin was translated in a few different like once it was translated into many different languages there was a few different ways they used to translate one of them was whenever they translate to different languages they would translate the name to mean the same thing but it but it didn't sound the same but it went so so what they would do is they would change it to to have a good like like I guess narration flow to it, whereas in other ones they would translate to sound similar as Rumpelstiltskin. So I believe the German name was Rumpelstiltskin, that means like little rattlestilt. It also could refer to a Rumpel means make a noise, and Stelter refers to a man with a limp or a poppert, which was a goblin. So it's it's kind of fascinating because other parts is like to uh kind of like a like a to uphold like a pole to a, to supporting structure like stilt that kind of I guess can kind of mean that this was a little goblin that upheld the lie that she could 
weave straw into gold. Right. Maybe that that would be a good moral of the story is the the person wasn't the person wasn't really like the Rumpelstiltskin wasn't a person, but it was a lie that she propped up for years. And him ripping himself apart was literally, you know, the coming forth of the truth, you know, like tearing up the lie. And that's the only way she was free from this debt or guilt in this manner. Yeah, but it's still kind of, if, if you were to read it metaphorically like that, how did she, is is the straw to gold also part of the metaphor then? Yeah, it was probably it turning a lie and getting yourself in a position of power. And the payment for that was like little chunks of your, your being and so on and so forth throughout um your life you know and maybe the child represents like a false narrative of your life and and it's like well what are you gonna tell your kid you know how'd you get here and it's like okay well maybe i need to just come out and say the truth and and it works out yeah maybe something you like the kid could be a life that you actually enjoy and like and you're never going to enjoy it until you tell the truth and bring bring light to some of the misdeeds that got you there maybe yeah, she did a little bit of insider trading, you know, sold some stock. Yeah. <laughs> a little tooting, you know. Yeah. Never hurt nobody. All right, I think uh, this is going to wrap up the second episode of Scaretober for Old Prestigious Minds. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prestigious Minds. That concludes today's episode. If you've enjoyed the show, let us know how we can improve by leaving us a review on Apple Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at PMindsPod. And go give us a follow over there where we discuss and share photographs, videos, and anything visual related to the podcast. And thank you for listening to Prestigious Minds.